Good evening to you, Minister Nchaveni, and thank you for joining us so much. Good evening to you, Bushal, and your listeners. Great stuff. So, Minister, I mean, we, we look at, I, I think, Doctor, you know, just taking the cue from what Dr. Zuelim Kizad had, had mentioned as your colleague, um, obviously we don't want to see ourselves with COVID-19, um, you know, us uh, taking all kinds of measures and steps against COVID-19, maintaining a low mor- a mortality rate as a result of uh, government's interventions in that particular space. But you very well know uh, that unfortunately that has left many uh, businesses closing. It's left many people destitute, many people unemployed. The list continues of, of you know, some of the issues that people are facing at this point in time. What do the current regulations and some of the changes made to the regulations under Level 3, what does that promise, for us, uh, promise us in terms of our um, economy and what we can look forward to? Well, thank you for having me. I think what, what we have been, government has been trying to do is to say we need to balance out the health of the people and the livelihood of the people. And the livelihood of the people is driven by the economy. And as the Minister of Health has just mentioned now, that is now up to the communities themselves to us as individual people to make sure that we keep ourselves safe. Government has done all it can to make sure that we are ready to treat you, we are ready to receive you when it's necessary to quarantine and assist with all those things. But the basics of taking care of ourselves is up to us. But government can't be able to feed all of us, uh, so some of us have to get back to work, businesses have to run, so that government can also generate the revenue that is required so that they can also support those who require support. So in terms of Level 3, what has immediately become available which uh, initially was announced that it will be ready or it will open when the protocols, uh, strict protocols are in place and they will be determined by the Minister of Small Business in consultation with the Minister of Health. It's what you call personal care services. And in the personal care services, it includes your hair salons, your beauty salons, your massage parlors, and the tattooing services. It will include your, in the beauty salons, it will include your nail technicians, you know, all those things that women like to do themselves, but also some uh, men, they, they also do those. So those have become available. And in terms of the contribution to the work, uh, to the workforce, it's quite a large number of, of people that have been immediately been allowed to go back to work because uh, the personal care services is both formal and informal. Mm. So there are people who are, who are doing hair in the streets. There are people who ordinarily will be going to a hair salon which you can you have to book and all those things. So those, those have become uh, available. To match that, we've also availed a scheme to support the, uh, the uh, personal care services at the informal and micro level so that when they get back to work, they at least have some start to be able to, to run their businesses. But also our view is that given that this COVID-19, even if a cure can be found or a better health management scheme can be found, for our society will be better off if certain things become a norm. So when you go to a hair salon, you still need to maintain that distance or you still have to partition that distance. If you're having your hair treated in uh, on the 
or on the side of the street in, in, at the taxi rank, you still need to know that the person treating you has the necessary facilities to, to keep you safe because it will be with us for longer. And so those are the support that we are giving them. But we are also using that opportunity that, to make sure that those who are in manufacturing, we are aware that there are people who are doing skincare products in South Africa like Yoposia M, Masodi, Purple, Purple Hair, Purple Purple, to just mention a few. And, and we are saying... It gives us an opportunity to introduce their products the same way we mm. introduce certain products into the puzzle shops that are made by other SMEs. We want to introduce their products into those hair salons so that South Africans can start to use that which is made in South Africa. But it's also part of growing our economy because we need to to create a productive economy. It can only be productive and work if our people start to consume or use that which is made in South Africa. We are saying it gives us an opportunity to make sure that the market that is available is occupied by the products that are also made by other SMEs. I mean, that's 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 good news because if you drive through many of our CBDs, if you drive through many of the business districts, especially the hair salons, the tattoo parlors, the nail parlors, uh, you know, all of those personal care um, uh, businesses that you mentioned, services and uh, places that people go to. Um, unfortunately, many of them have had their doors shut for quite some time. There's obviously a string of people that they've employed um, that are unable to earn an income or have been unable to earn an income. So that will come as welcome relief to them. But Minister, I think it's probably easier to ask at this particular stage, because again, if you drive through a CBD or through a town, you will notice that more and more businesses have started opening up. Are there still categories of businesses that aren't allowed to run during this level three lockdown, I mean, uh, a sit-down restaurant is an example. is 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 a place that is dependent on foot traffic. Uh, a cinema is definitely a place that is dependent on foot traffic. But are there specific businesses um, that are still prohibited from being able to trade at this stage? There, there, there are some, but there's also I think you read when the president announced that a whole lot of businesses are going to come back to stream. And uh, because we need to get them to work as soon as possible, mm. especially if you look at the hospitality sector, they've already lost more than 30% of, of, of their jobs there. And this is an industry that was hiring almost 800,000 people. And if you calculate that uh, 30%, and we are thinking that the next survey will tell us about 50% of jobs already lost in that sector. So if you don't bring it back to stream now, you're going to have a problem that uh, just uh, three weeks or two down the line, it may be too late. So there are also uh, the amendment of the regulations of level three, that which you call enhanced level three, that will be announced, I think, after Tuesday, if not Wednesday, that uh, in line with the, what the president has already announced to allow the cinemas, uh, is it now the casinos, the sit-down restaurants, and others who were not catered for in the original level three uh, regulations. Because remember, personal care was catered for in the original level three regulations, but the sit-down restaurants was not catered for. So those ones were not catered for, they'll come to stream. But there are still things that are going to remain closed into the the next level uh, for, for, because the country is not ready for that. For instance, mass meetings will remain closed because it's not possible to have more than 50 people into in those to social distance and all those things. We need to have, I'm sure Dr. Mkize was telling you the statistics of the numbers that have just gone high, the rate of inflection, of, of inflection mm. that has been high, but also the backlog in testing. So you, you need to make sure that those uh, uh, activities, the 
not necessarily be business activities, but other activities that the society gets involved with. Those activities that pose a potential high risk for infection or transmission, you, you need to keep them at bay, more especially in areas where social distancing is not feasible. But government continues to get uh, advice from the mm. Medical Advisory Council. So the decisions that are taken are not taken out of the whim of cabinet. They are fully considered. They are fully consulted. There is uh, a very detailed advisor that comes through and say what is possible, what is not possible. But we also consider what is the capacity of our healthcare system to deal with the, with, with, uh, the eventuality of larger infections and what will the country be able to cope with. So when we open the economy, it's not about just prioritizing the economy. The fact that if people cannot have a decent livelihood, the virus also will not be able to be to be to, to be fought against because if people cannot have access to food, be able to oh. buy food or somebody give them food, they're still going to go out of the uh, out of the street to find food, and you won't control the number. There are going to be riots. There are going to be uh, all sorts of things. So you need to make sure that people are able to generate an income and be able to provide their own food or look after their own livelihood. And the responsibility of government is that that which is required to be done for them to earn a a living is done in a safe manner. I, I totally agree with you on that one, Minister. But um, uh, the one thing that stands out for me is with the reopening of the economy, you also stand the risk of non-compliance because uh, let's be quite honest um, you know businesses have been closed for up to four months in certain instances Uh, the quicker you get uh, people into your restaurant into your hair salon into your whatever business you may think of uh, the sooner you make money the sooner you're able to uh, put uh, you know money back into the bank account and food back on the table so to speak Um, and then one may be tempted to cut corners maybe you know in those hair salons that people aren't wearing their face masks or uh, that you know we're not necessarily making sure about the sanitizers and and so on and so forth the list is endless of the possible non-compliance how are you going to ensure that you have compliance in this particular instance because, I mean, that is uh, definitely of, of, of some form of concern. So what, we, what, what we're saying is that our responsibility is to make sure that all South Africans know what is expected when they enter a particular premise. What, when, so when you go to a hair salon, what should you ask of your hair salon? What should you consider when you get to your hair salon? Because it's your own health, it's your own life that, is, that you're putting at risk. Because we cannot have a nanny state, we cannot have a police state that police are all over. We must take as individuals the responsibility to make sure that our own health is primary and we take care of it. Because if we can't, then the society will not work because if this thing is going to be with us for long, how many police officers will be there to be checking at a hair salon that indeed the, the stylist have a, a face mask, has a face shield, indeed they're changing their aprons, they're sanitizing, in, indeed the, the, the surface areas are clean, at the basins they don't touch you unnecessarily where they're not supposed to touch you, they can they stick to the hair and they make sure that the basin is clean. It's about if you, it's me and you who go to that hair salon or who go to that uh, tattoo parlor, who go to that nail uh, technician, that must make sure that we on those things because the service is being given to us and the person is going to be infected it's us again it's so it's not about government policing our duty is to make sure that when we say these are the protocols we communicate it and using the platforms like this that you've created we must communicate and you have a responsibility also to educate 
South Africans to say this is what you expected when you get there. So for me, or rather, we must have a discussion of what are those protocols that are, what should people expect when they get to the hair salon? What should they expect when they get to the tattoo uh, parlor? What should they expect when they get to, to the nail and uh, the massage parlors and everything else that they, they are allowed to go to? Because it's only when they know that they can start to demand that level of service. And it's only when they demand that level of service that we can prevent the transmission and the spread of the virus. Minister, I really thank you for your time. I think that, um, you know, it's, it's important for people to keep that in mind. I think it's valuable advice that you've given us because ultimately, you know, I can't go to a particular business and, uh, you know, buy or receive whatever service I expect. Um, and then if, if uh, I see that there's non-compliance, I still participate and continue anyway because ultimately I'm putting myself at risk, um, you, you know, at the very minimum, let alone other people. Thank you so much for your time. All the best to you. Thank you, and thank you for having us. Only a pleasure. That was Minister of Small Business, uh, uh, of course, Minister uh, Kumbuzo Njaveni uh, speaking to us this evening.